0: Or just have TJ Yeldon in there who's reached the ceiling.
1: You know, my favorite 90s band is Boys Three Men.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness.
1: (laughs) 99 Degrees.
0: Live, we are hot. let go, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all around the world. We present another ripping edition of the Dan vs. D Sports and Stuff podcast. Dan vs. D with the initials DVD, as in DVD player. I'm your player, as always. D with two E's, and on my left, it's still on my right for some reason, is State Your Name Hi. Uh,
1: uh, Dan with an A N here. Yeah, man. Um, So uh, it's great to be back. We are uh, we're alive uh, and kicking it, and uh, it's, just
0: it's kicking it. Sorry, that was a song I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> Escape man. It's football season again. <laughs> I still miss like that. Uh, are you ready for some football? They brought it back. Like no, no. Like wait, that his uh, that song, that guy. Yeah, with with racist ass Hank Williams. He's back. Yeah, I miss I miss Hank Williams. Yeah, that was last. That was like that was Monday. He's been doing it for like a couple of years now, dude. I thought he was canned
1: for good. No, because remember, in it was like twenty ten, twenty eleven. He got canned uh, from doing the song because he said. Said stuff he, about Obama, right? He compared Obama to Hitler.
0: Oh, that's pretty bad. Like that's pretty bad. I, I thought he just said like he didn't like like vote he didn't vote for him or something. No, he compared Obama to Hitler. That don't make any sense. Yep, man. I'm uh, glad he got canned that
1: time. Yep. And then there apparently is a cooling period when you are a conservative crackpot racist weirdo. Uh, And so they, you
0: know, eight years later or whatever, brought him back. Oh man, I don't agree with his views, but he still has a uh, he still has a badass song though. I still love it, man. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) anyway, so we back again. It's been a been a little while um we had to make sure that we you know stayed indoors because you know last episode was our 13th episode we had to make sure we didn't like step on any cracks that would break our mother's backs and you know i had to make sure we walked on oh crap i think i actually walked under ladders or something because of work but i'm okay so no bad luck
1: hopefully Dude. yeah and what is about to happen like tomorrow after we record our next
0: episode Oh man, like, and we'll do like a little something, uh, a little segment at the end. But like, yeah, Um, Hurricane Florence. So uh, stand back. A hurricane is coming through. Not Hurricane Helms, and definitely not the Carolina Hurricanes, but the Hurricane Florence, supposed to be projected probably like probably the biggest like this state has ever seen. Not just the state, but probably like that this nation's seen. Which is really interesting.
1: Yeah, you know. Speaking of which, not to make this, like, a, like, who um, offended kind of thing, but I, it always did strike me that naming a sports team in, like, a hurricane-prone region the Hurricanes
0: is kind of a little bit insensitive. Well, they know, hold on, Hurricanes that happen in the Carolinas, though. It's I guess there. so, but, but, you know, people do
1: die every time one comes through, so... Yeah. You know, it's not quite the Bullets... Or the Colt 45s. Wait, the Colt 45s was wasn't they Yes. What? The Houston Astros came into existence as the Houston Colt 45s. I
0: mean, at least they were named after of beer.
1: Or at least... Eh, well, actually, okay, Google. Because I can't remember. Uh, I mean, at least that references a beer. <laughs> team, Colt. 45. Uh, uh, did you, did you, yeah, the Houston Astros.
0: But yeah, the... Uh, but, anyway. the but the Washington... But the Washington Bullets though just sounds pretty badass, don't you think? To a point, but you know, in a in a region that was having major
1: problems with gun violence, I think that was actually a situation where the owner voluntarily changed the name of the team without like people campaigning and then him being an asshole
0: like mm. Snyder. Oh. So, I'm excited. Is back? Are you excited? Outside, you know the whole, you know, uh, you know, dirty and filthiness of like, you know, the politics of football and whatnot. So, here's—we don't have to go super long, but
1: I—I'm kind of at peace with some aspects of it. I guess I don't know. It's weird. I have all of these problems with it, but I still watch. So, I don't know what the hell that says about me. Well, I mean, it uh, makes
0: you human. makes you makes you normal because football is fun. But I,
1: <laughs> I, I've I i sort of made a pact with myself that I'm going to super dial back football fandom this year. And I still ended up playing fantasy because... Football fantasy is fun. The league I run, like, everybody in it seemed to really have fun and people were asking me to bring it back,
0: so... Oh, and I crushed my first opponent, too! Ugh!
1: Uh, But like So like I canceled my Sunday tickets Me too I can't afford it It's it's also just way too expensive
0: What did Um, it go to like what 70 a month
1: Like 65 a month or something Oh man And hell no No. Uh, And so I only watch like the games That are on primetime basically here Um, And also too So like last Sunday I went on a nature walk uh, mm. with a bird-watching group instead of watching football. Really? During the afternoon.
0: Oh, wow. Um, well, you actually dodged a bullet of that, um, that boring uh, Panthers-Cowboys uh, game. 16-8. Yeah, to eight. Well, it was more... I missed basically
1: all of Brown's Steelers, but except for overtime. So I actually got to see the oh, exciting part. Oh, man. <laughs> um, but anyways... Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at. I'm still going to watch, but I'm not, I don't know. Honestly, less because of the, the like, ethical issues or the political stuff. It's really just because I feel like I didn't have a super healthy relationship with football the last few years that I kind of was like, you know... Using it as a distraction like way too much mm. in and that's just a like my life thing that's a me problem that's not really an NFL. I don't problem. know
0: about you. I bleed football though. I never played a down in school, but man, I bleed football in terms of like watching the NFL. I do. I either watch it for like the um, the the talent, or I just I watch it for the follies. Yeah, <laughs> and let me tell you, there
1: is. Oh my God! There is just an unbelievable amount of just terrible football. I can't tell if it's me or if like it's maybe the shorter off-season practice times and stuff like that. But it seems to me like it gets sloppier every year.
0: It it does, man. Um, you, I would like to see if I can like hit them with like a list of like that, that ineptitude, if you don't mind. We're going to do a new segment here. I don't know if it's going to catch on, whatever, but we're going to try it. I call it D's Heat List. Ow! I, it's, just, it's just so perplexing. I hate them. You're going to get eliminated in the first or second round every year. What, was, what were you smoking of? What gave you any ultimate tip of an idea of it being a good idea? I hate them. I hate them. I hate them.
1: A Heat List.
0: You've heard of a Hit List? Well, these people are gonna be on my heat list. The people that will get my my rage, like my punishment. I'm just gonna just put these teams or people down because they either one form or another upset me or maybe made me feel a little bit stupider or just maybe go, What the heck are you doing?
1: Are they are they teams or players that you really desperately want to be signed by the Miami
0: Heat? <laughs> hey, for for a paycheck, I'll pay for the Miami Heat. <laughs> uh, you're putting them on blast. I
1: will put. This it, is, I uh, am putting them on blast, man. So this is a like PT. This is gonna be like a PTI level uh, level blast.
0: It's here. more like yeah, it's like PTI first take sort of thing. So except uh, you know, I don't.
1: You don't strike me as being nearly as old or as bored as uh as Kornheiser or Wilbon,
0: so... I like Wilbon, though.
1: <laughs> man, that dude hates millennials.
0: He, he does? He really
1: does. Yeah, no, that's like his new thing that he's done over the last few years is he, like, bitches about millennials on every show. I thought that was Kornheiser. <laughs> no. Aw, oh, man. Nope, that's that's a Wilbon thing. Oh dude.
0: man, we're millennials. Oh, man. I mean, oh, it's well. all a shtick. Like, uh-huh. it's,
1: it's, all, it's all, you know, a character that he's playing. But anyway... <laughs>
0: But this ain't no shtick here. This is like what I'm feeling here. So I'm going to start with the heat list. Who's going to get my flames first? Not as bad because I thought about it. But at the time, I was like upset about it because of what it entailed. But as I look at it from a a complete uh, full spectrum, I'm like, hey, maybe it it was a step in the right direction. But still, browns what are y'all doing? You're treating a tie as a step up. (laughs) Y'all are dead to rights. (laughs) Your defense led by Miles Garrett helped force, helped your team force six turnovers. Y'all forced six turnovers for Ben Roethlisberger and them. Whenever you force six turnovers on a team You'll blow that team out the water. And what do you do? You do the most Browns thing possible. And that's tie. Again you should have won, you tied. Bear in mind they
1: were also <laughs> down by two touchdowns. So they could have forced that many turnovers.
0: And like lost, yeah. Pretty but the thing about it is, is like I watched the game, and it seemed like the Steelers kept putting the ball to him, or kept giving the ball away to him in turnovers. And it seemed like they kept being given second, third, fourth, fifth chances to win, to win, and they missed like all five of those chances. That's what made me so infuriated by them because they were given every chance in the book and they wasted the best efforts that their defense had ever given them in like years for a tie. And what's was interesting and was so you know sad at the same time is Cle- the Cleveland fans are so used to losing that they will accept a tie because it's a, it's a step up from all the losing. But all that losing just creates such a toxic, you know, culture of like a tie is okay. No, it's not okay. Remember the cooler with the, with the, uh, with the beers? If they won, they were open and everyone would get beers? You don't, you don't get beers when you tie, so you lose. So if you don't get beer, you lose. So either way, it's a less form of losing. It's, it's a less painful loss, but it's, to me, it's still a loss. But, in hindsight, based on their luck lately, last couple years, I give it to them. It's like it, it's a tie, which it would have been better as a win, but it's, it's good enough for for the Browns. If it was any other team, then yeah, we would be like, yeah, they're they're terrible. I love but for, for the Browns, it's a tie is why why they should have had the win. A tie is still quote unquote acceptable. I love that the Browns are unique <laughs> among the NFL
1: franchises and that they are so terrible that we have to, like, adjust our expectations specifically for them.
0: Yeah, and, and but that's but that's how they just create their, like, culture at this point over the last several years at this point. So, I'll, I'll let them enjoy their tie, but they should have came with the win. They should have. Next, Chicago Bears. Oh, boy. Y'all are not the on. The Bears it. still suck. The Bears still suck. I won't. I won't join in because, like, the respect of my brother because that's his. That's his team. And why you're on my list is you're you're low on my list, but you're but you're still on the list because twenty to nothing at halftime when he had basically control the like the whole time like that first half they should have came out with a win because come on like. It ain't like they're a team that don't have a running game. How do you have a twenty to nothing lead with Jordan Howard, Tyreek Cohen, and then a somewhat improved uh Mitch Trubisky? And it's supposed to be like what this offensive this new offensive minded coach. How can you have not like scored like a couple of field goals? Instead of like that one with like, what what was it, like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. They didn't score a single point until the fourth quarter when the pressure was on them. Like, even even then, they were actually gifted a couple turnovers and gifted like an extra touchdown because, you know, Jachan Kaiser is a turnover machine. So, really, without – imagine if uh, – uh, Rogers was still there, but even then, they dominated Rogers that first half, so they set the tone. So, how did they lose that tone so quickly in the second half? I don't get it. Twenty to nothing, you should win that game, especially it's your it's your like your arch nemesis, like and it just seemed like they all were gas. The offense didn't know how to you know convert first downs and score points. It, it was just you had them and you blew it. Now I, I will give you a mulligan because you're playing against probably like the best, <laughs> the best quarterback in the league with uh, Aaron Rodgers. But for Khalil Mack to have like a career day and to waste that and not have the win, that's why they're on my list because it wasted like really the like uh, one of the debuts for the ages, and I and that's why I, I'm just like upset because they had it and they blew it.
1: Yeah. It's very rare to see a defensive player dominate a game so sing- excuse me, so singularly the way he did. But it's it's Aaron Rodgers, dude. It's just it's Aaron Rodgers. He came out of the locker room, coming back into the game, and they did they like the give him like that entire, little
0: cortisone shot, whatever? That was
1: very blitz the league. It really, was. <laughs> uh, but in, y- the whole team, defense, special teams, everything just seemed to perk up, and their entire team's level of play went up as soon as he came back.
0: I mean, imagine with the Patriots, if Brady was was injured, but then he came back, yeah, wouldn't that inspire hope? Yeah, when you got Brady, it was, you, you got you got a chance for a win. Same thing with Rodgers. You saw what happened to them last year. They were nothing. They were a skeleton when he was out.
1: Yep. It was uh, it was very twenty eight to three. Honestly, it was just. It was like an avalanche, and it just couldn't be stopped. But, you know, what it reminded me of, honestly, was my very fond memories of another Bears. uh I guess this was a Monday night game, but you remember oh. the game I was thinking about. Uh, the, the, the Bears are who I thought they were.
0: It's like, they're who we thought they were. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. If you want to crown them, crown ass. But the yard we thought they were, let them off the hook. <laughs> it's <Dennis> great. <laughs> rest rest in peace, Denny Green. I, I wait, that's that's right. He, like he passed away, didn't he? A few years ago, yeah. Oh my god, that's right. Oh man, yeah, rest in peace. But that's Which, probably one of the best like uh, tirades I've ever seen in my life. Quick side note, my other. <laughs>
1: I I love Denny Green. He just seemed to genuinely
0: You say Danny Green is Dennis Green. Denny Green. Denny Green. Okay. He said he did go by Denny. I thought you said Danny Green, like uh, like former Spurs going to like Toronto Danny Green. That's what I thought
1: of. (laughs) Danny Danny Granger. Oh man. By the way, bet one of the best spoonerisms in sports, Granny Danger.
0: That sounds like a movie. (laughs) It really
1: does. (laughs) Starring Ice Cube as the Granny.
0: I'm trying to wrap my head around that. It can happen. <laughs> I feel like that's
1: the kind of movie Ice Cube night make. Anyway. <laughs> Uncle Drew. <Jim>. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
0: Maybe we'll see it when it comes on Netflix.
1: Dude, we should. Yeah, we dude. should review it for the podcast. We will. Um, Bank on it. But, no, my other very brief aside, because that's all we do here on this podcast is we do asides, is... Um, Wait, uh,
0: mashed potatoes and gravy and, like, green beans?
1: Yeah, yeah. Nice. Side of, with a side of fries.
0: Hmm.
1: Right? Those things don't go together at all. Uh, no, my other favorite memory of Danny. Uh, Danny. Damn it. <laughs> damn it, Danny. Uh, my other favorite memory of Danny Green was the video of him from Randy Moss's rookie season, where he, and I think this is the play where he caught a ball along the sideline and literally just, there were three defenders around him. And he literally just ran by all of them because he was just that freaking fast. And here's the coach on the sidelines, like, freaking out like a fan in his living room in front of the TV, just yelling into the camera, that's what a 415 looks like, that's what a 415 looks like. Uh, Hey, that's what it looked uh, like, you told the truth. (laughs) Yeah, and I just love that because it was like, just this, like, pure moment of joy, and everyone in the stadium and everyone watching on TV was just amazed by how insanely talented this was, and literally everyone had the same reaction. Hey,
0: that's why uh, he's in the Hall of Fame. He had he had an effect on people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, dial that all the way back to the Chicago Bears is where we were. The Bears are better, but
0: they still kind of suck. Yeah. But... They're not gonna get my last place um, finisher in the AFC North because we're gonna go to Segway <laughs> right into my, my next person, next team on my heat list: Detroit Lions. I know you're used to laying eggs in the past of having like these random blowouts, but what are you doing, man? Why you always Lions, man? Why you always <laughs> Lions. Oh, oh my God, really? Because. <laughs> You see what I did there. But really, like I watched the game. It was it was tied, at, it, was, well, it was tied at 17. And they gave up like 30 points in the third quarter. It was I've never seen a collapse like that in a long time. Especially like in one quarter. You have a guy that you're paying over a hundred million dollars for in Matthew Stafford, and he just threw ducks of interceptions. Like one being returned, that got returned. Then they did a punt that got returned, and then uh, the Jets they scored uh, offensively. Sam Darnold way to shake off the um, the your first pass interception return for a touchdown. Y'all should have had those those guys crushed. Y'all should have had that rookie rattled. That should have set the tone for the rest of the game for y'all to win. I mean y'all y'all were spotted seven points in the beginning, not even ten seconds in. But the fact that you you not only lost the game, but y'all was the first Monday night football game of the year. And the amount of talent that you guys have, there was no excuse for y'all to get blown out the way y'all did. It's like I was waiting for... It's like I was waiting for like that toy train during that second half. And I kept getting coal. More coal. More coal. To the point, I just... I just went to the other room and just like, I think, watched Twitch or Twitch or something, whatever, because I was, I was done watching the game after that because (laughs) I'm like, I'm a Patriot fan, so I don't really like the Jets, but I was rooting for Sam Darnold. But really, Sam didn't really have to do much. Nope. So they got dominated the all facets of the game. Supposedly, the
1: Jets, uh, the Jets, like defensive players, were saying that they basically knew everything the lines were. About. I
0: heard about that, and uh, the, and let's not forget, we had a coaching debut, Matt Patricia. I'm telling you, man, if you lay in eggs like that a few more times, you're gone. I even predicted in a couple years you would be gone. Please don't prove me right on that, because ooh, that really stumped, man. Like all fast of the game like that. That was <laughs> horrible. You, horrible. You want to talk about watching bad football? It was good in the beginning, but then that sec when the third quarter happened, when the m- momentum was like even and you, all of a sudden when it when just when it just, when when it just becomes like a one sided fight. Yeah. It's like, and, and that's when you it makes you uh, wish that you had they had like a run on clock, or had like a mercy rule because, the mercy not for the other team for the team that's uh, uh, suffering from the blowout, but the fans so I can just go home. Yeah, a
1: mercy rule, yeah, a mercy rule for the people watching on TV. Can we just like switch this over to like I don't know the last fifteen minutes of heat or something?
0: Yeah, man, <laughs>
1: uh, but. Yeah, you know, you're to put some of the blame with uh, the Lions offensive coordinator, Jim Bob Cooter, <laughs> which really sounds like a guy who lives behind the dump and has a shotgun and a rusty
0: pickup truck. I saw the sidelines with Matt Patricia, too. He just looked like he just stood there and just didn't just looked just had like that one expression. Like, is like he wasn't animated or anything. He wasn't trying to inspire his squad or well, anything. He's, he's baby Belichick. He's, you know, he's
1: Belichick's, like,
0: hand-picked protege, you know? I hope not, but those results, hopefully they get better, but that was well, not good. As we all know, as
1: we all know, Belichick uh, disciples have a long, rich history of success as head coaches.
0: Yeah. But, uh, I mean, but they have a quarterback. Most, like, over half the league don't even have a competent quarterback. They do, and for for them to be blown out like that, yeah, it's, it's unacceptable. Now, speaking of quarterbacks, now, I'm letting this one be my 2nd place one here. This was expected, but it still <laughs> makes me really, 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 I'm really good. upset. I know where you're going with this. How the Buffalo Bills still an organization? How do you botch a quote QB situation so badly? What in your, in God's name, what was, what were you smoking on? What gave you any else of a tip of an idea of it being a good idea to start? Nathan Peterman, being your week one starter, did those five interceptions inspire him? Yep, that's our guy. Y'all had to run Tyrod Taylor out and he still. Even though he was not that great with the Browns, he still did infinitely better than what Nathan Peterman gave you. Ow, I it's just it's just so perplexing. Nathan Peterman has no business being an NFL quarterback. He doesn't. Like, I looked at Twitter and people are saying all Kaepernick needs to win that grievance, that grievance case against the NFL, put up Nathan Peterman's stats. You can't tell me Nathan, with a straight face that Nathan Peterman is qualified for the job. I know they're trying to protect their rookie, Josh Allen, but racist tweet guy, I... Hey. It was in the past. Whatever, it's fine if he, as long as he learns from it, good. Just don't do it again, or else I'm, he's gonna be on this list, and I'm gonna do more than just blast him with uh, with my with my words. I will give him my ultimate rage. Ultimate. I don't give a, <laughs> a man. As far as I'm concerned,
1: guy's a public figure for the entire rest of his career. To me, he's racist tweet guy.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever helps you remember him, but I, it's just. How does Nathan Peterman have a job? Like I, I'm 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 like I know his his skill set is very limited. I'm mad at him because of his limited skill set, but what I'm really the most mad at is the Buffalo Bills put themselves in this situation. Like they even had AJ McCara and they traded him. I know he got injured, but he was still was like their most experienced and confident, most confident quarterback. It's like they they don't want to touch competent quarterbacks at all, and just seeing that performance—I know he played against a great defense in the Ravens—but nothing, nothing uh, that Peterman has done has shown promise. Like you saw that like hype package, whatever. <laughs> like, gosh, you. His
1: career highlights can only fit in thirty-seven seconds of video.
0: Oh man! But it's, it's just Buffalo is. They better hope this Josh Allen guy, like, develops. But then again, the way their organization is right now in terms of quarterbacks. No. He, no, it's not going to work. Even, they even have like a, uh, a, a competent quarterback with Ty Taylor. They're like, well, his, well, his seal, ceil- he's pretty much at his ceiling. We don't, we don't want to buy into him. Well, he's not turning the ball over. They made the playoffs for the first time in They made, they in, made know, the playoffs. For the first time since the damn Stone Age. Now and 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 this is like a little side shot here. So Kelvin Benjamin. So you wanna throw Cam Newton under the bus and saying how he's not an accurate passer and not a, a competent quarterback? Well, good luck with uh doing with that QB Purgatory in Buffalo. You're gonna need it. I was gonna say
1: it's not like he's gonna have great numbers there with you know a large massive
0: Swiss cheese playing quarterback. Man, I I just don't get. But wasn't name? Tremaine Edmonds, Tremaine Edmonds? Who? They got drafted Edmonds from uh, uh for Buffalo linebacker. He got drafted linebacker. Uh-oh. He was like the lone bright spot. So don't oh. do thing, bud. Good for him.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, obviously the by like week week eight, the Bills' starting quarterback will be one of those little uh, one of those little like Batman action figures you get from a cereal box with like a spring loaded arm, and they'll just pull the arm back with the ball in it. That might actually be a step
0: <laughs> up. That's going to be a step up. <laughs> <laughs> but this ineptitude was expected, even though it still boggles my mind. But my number one, at first I was going to make it about one, like the one guy that is always in the news for this team, but I had to take a step back and be like, okay, he, he has a right and he has reasons for doing this. But the whole Steeler situation from the holdout to like just them as a team. Now, I take things personally with because he was, I had the number two pick in the draft in my fantasy league. And I had to, I had to pick him because he had great upside. Next thing you know it, he, uh, um, held out week one and probably any other subsequent weeks. And if it wasn't for this guy on my left showing me mercy and not scooping Connor, I would be, I'd be hung out the dry. <laughs> so. <laughs> So Connor really did James Connor. He actually did help me. So big ups to him. But the whole like you know the lineman you know talk you know talking trash about Le'Veon Bell's holdout. You know I understand Le'Veon. Like I mean he's a little bit selfish about it, but at the same time he's like, hey, I'm one of the best running backs in the league, and true, I'm going to be Aaron matois in my career in a couple of years. Was he 26? Twenty-six, twenty-seven? Yeah. So he's got really a few more years of prime uh, yep. prime in him before he, that that dirty thirty just splat. So get so he's just trying to get his money. Yep. So he's he's trying to get that girly money, which he deserves. Girlie's a girlie's a better runner, but I think Le'Veon's a better pass catcher. Yep. So yeah, it's more than justified. I just tell you person because I can't use him right now in my fantasy league. But if that's the but if that's the bad the the worst then I uh, have to say about you that's fine. But the biggest thing is the whole team was distracted by that. You could tell. I hear about the linemen talking or airing at dirty laundry about Le'Veon, how they wish he wanted, to, uh, wishing he could play and stuff. But they were just obviously distracted by that. But the biggest thing is. You guys, for the amount of talent that you guys have, you were up 21 to 7, and you allowed the Browns to tie you guys, where y'all could have easily blew them out. That's unacceptable. Really, they should just go back in the record books, erase their tie, and just put an L there, because there is no reason for them to have tied. Because it was just, they had control of the game. It, 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 it was in the bag, but they just, they committed folly after folly after folly. I mean, this, this wasn't like they were playing against the Jaguars. I mean, they probably do have like a Jaguars level well, defense, but offensively, they were just terrible. Like the Browns were, but they somehow let them come back in. Well, zoom out for a second.
1: This has been the last. You know, two three years with this team,
0: and that's was going to be my point. Like, that was that was I was going to get to that point too. Um, like, it's been like this
1: every year with them, and they friggin' lost to the Jaguars in the playoffs last year. Like, they
0: got blown out by friggin' Jake Bort, Jake. Jake Bortles, <laughs> Jake, Jake Bortles, Blake's brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, side note, I actually did. I saw Tom Flacco, uh, Joe Flacco's younger brother, play uh, 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 Towson. Um last Saturday when they played Wake Forest. Oh nice. nice. Yeah. So uh, uh, speaking of Little Brothers, but long taco. Yeah. But yeah, like as, as a great segue from um, for that. That's why they're number one on my heat list because it was it's not just because the Brown like they had such a pathetic performance with the Browns. It's just As a Pages fan, we've won championships with less outside of Gronk and Brady, we've won with less than what they got. They have Roethlisberger. They have uh, Le'Veon Bell when he plays. Even then, they had James Conner. He, did, he didn't really skip much of the beat, except for that little fumble, but that late-game fumble, but still, he was doing his, his best uh, Le'Veon impression. And then you have the best wide receiver in the game who's on the cover of this year's Madden, Antonio Brown. And they have an improving defense. And they've had this, this nucleus of an offense for the last three years. And they haven't been to the Super Bowl once. They haven't proven they could beat the Patriots in a playoff game. And then when they, or a regular season game. Yeah. And it's, it's like all that talent and you can't, you can't get to the big show. That's, that is, that's number one because they have, they have, they have no excuse to really not make it. Make it to to the end, and they just keep falling asleep, playing down their competition. They keep stumbling. They'll play. They'll probably beat up some chumps here and there, but then they just inconsistent for some reason. And then when the game's matter the most, they wilt. And then it's just going to be a sad sight when when yes, Le'Veon is going. I'm predicting he's going to leave, and that's going to start chipping away that nucleus and then they're going to realize that window they had open for the last few years they completely and utterly squandered that's why they're on the top of my heat list that's why I'm mad at them like you have all the talent that teams would give like their first born for and you can't get it done and then this drama already still with Le'Veon surrounding that it's just the icing on the cake. So, Steelers, get it together or else you're going to be repeat offender on my heat list. Thank you. Good night. Very nice. So, based on my, my points and stuff, is there anything you want to go back to or or you want to like talk about the Steelers? Uh, wh- whoever like, that I mentioned on my heat list. Uh, that was the heat list, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Roll credits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Podcast over. No.
0: Nah, um, we got more than that.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's they're, – they're a maddeningly frustrating team to watch. And bear in mind, too, <sighs> there's this phenomenon where Roethlisberger sucks on the road now. And if you I'm, – I'm too lazy to do right now, but if you, like, pull up his home road splits, it's crazy. He's a very, very good quarterback at home still, but he just – and it happened again last week. He just doesn't play on the road for whatever reason. For whatever reason, he shows up, and he throws interceptions, and he does
0: crap, and I mean, his receivers all don't play well. And I mean, they lost at home against Jacksonville, though, so what does that say? Well, he he played well in that game, though. Yeah, um, after they like were down although, like
1: 21 points at one point. Although, let's be real, they were in that game in the first place because he... Basically closed his eyes and threw two deep balls to Antonio Brown, Brown that he came down with both of them that were like 99th percentile kind of catches.
0: So that brings um, the question: Does he still have the stuff? He's pretty old now. It looks like he can still sling it to me, but he's younger than Brady. But then again, he's taking like not by much though. But he's got like forty. But he's got like over forty year old like hits. And he's a, he's a he's a
1: big dude who's not super mobile, who's taken a lot of punishment in his career.
0: What's the last time he made through a full season? Hmm. I can't even think of it. Uh, it's Exactly. He he. You can't stay healthy for a full sixteen nope. games.
1: But anyway, yeah, no, they they
0: suck. Uh, now, what were you guys tell? me? You told me like you was gonna. Have Tell me something about what your thoughts of Le'Veon Bell. Then Uh I was like, I was kind of like initially like ticked off at him, and you you said you had like like a uh, a counterpoint to that. I've cooled down. And I've kind of seen more of like a more realistic standpoint of him of of his holdouts. But yeah, what's your what's your take on the whole Le'Veon thing? And then, you, uh, you did hear about them like the lineman or something like talking trash about it, right? Yeah, yeah. What's now, your thoughts on this whole thing? Because it's just been a distraction for the whole team, really. I mean, you kind of nailed it. Like the system is stupid. So
1: he, you know, he's a top like five most talented player in the league and should be paid as such. Obviously, no, he's not as vitally important to his team as, as a like elite quarterback is. But compared
0: to this one, though, because who's on the downswing? But they have this stupid rookie pay
1: scaling system that now functions very similarly to baseball system. Uh, where I, now, I was thinking about that. You know, a player signs with the team that drafts him. He does not get to choose where to play. He does not get to choose how much money to make. Uh, Until free agency, and there's like two years of franchise tagging too before free agency. So it's something like six, seven, eight years before a guy hits free agency. And for a running back, that's your whole career. Yeah, Bell plays another year or two more years, and he may not be the same player at that point.
0: I mean, even even and the great Adrian Peterson couldn't defy uh, yeah history. You know,
1: and so he's going to hit free agency as a declining, like, 29-, 30-year-old running back who is not going to make money. I mean, the league doesn't value running backs now anyway, but, like, you know... pass
0: catching running back, so versatile. He will basically get to that point
1: and never, at any point in his career, have been paid what he was actually worth. You know, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, baseball system is cleaner, but also weirder and more nonsensical in that it pays players pretty much entirely for past performance. So guys typically produce the majority of their value in those first six years because they are young, they're controllable, and they make the league minimum, essentially, until they hit salary arbitration. But the,
0: but the biggest thing that the Major League Baseball, uh, the biggest advantage that they have over the NFL is Fully guaranteed contracts, yes. but they do hit free agency. None of this, yes. like, well, a percentage of this is guaranteed. But now they're now they're doing higher percentages of, of guarantee. But but if it's like hundred some hundred thirty million dollars, they're not gonna make it through all of that because they can get yeah. cut and they can recover some it's, of that back. Yeah, it's monopoly That's, money, that's yeah. why the um, the guarantee money is like the the uh, um, the more important number. I mean, think about. It. The, uh, the Kirk Cousins thing, fully guaranteed contract. And I've never seen a fully guaranteed contract like that in the NFL.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, but,
0: that's, that's, pretty, that's a pretty big deal. But I guess my point is,
1: it's similar in the sense that players, like, come into the league, come of age, play out the primes of their careers a lot of times before they hit that free agency bubble. And that's not fair. And I sort of expect... I really believe that there there may very well be a work stoppage the next time they negotiate the CBA for the NFL. Ooh. Um, Ooh, was- I think there may be one for Major League Baseball, too, mm. uh, based on some of the things that have happened recently, but mm. that's an entirely different uh, subject. But Man. I just, and and I can tell you right now, the, the NFLPA is going to get their asses kicked. I think they have
0: to. Don't they, don't they already get
1: get their butts kicked anyway? They do, but in particular, obviously, because such a large amount of the NFL fan base skews conservative, there's, for whatever reason, I don't know why, there's, you know, I think there's this attitude among fans, and even not even necessarily conservative fans, but fans in general, people like us that make a normal amount of money and you know for us playing one year in the NFL on the league minimum would be life changing money um, yeah, but so
0: you'll also be you'll also absorb some uh, some life changing injuries too yeah <laughs> but point being <laughs> if someone offered you
1: $500,000 for a year of your life you'd, you'd f***ing do it
0: depend uh, like I would but then like then I'll probably re um, reevaluating that decision if you know hey I was paralyzed from the waist down as a result of it well yeah but my point is, is that I think there's an attitude among the fans that
1: uh, essentially... You make money playing a the game. These guys, <laughs> these guys are millionaires anyway, so, you know, they should just shut up and play, you know, sort of the same way people react to the, the protests and the political engagement oh. and stuff, because, like, and I, I understand that to a point, because, yes, again, playing on the league... The lead, the literal lead minimum is money that would, you know, pay off my student loans 50 times, you know, (laughs) or whatever. Like, I can't do the math in my head right now, but Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? It's beyond a life-changing amount of money for someone like me.
0: Like, for for a normal person like us, it's not chump change. But the thing to consider, and the thing
1: that I would implore people who, I don't know, I've definitely encountered some people who, who come at me with the take that, man, I like watching college sports because you know that's where that's where people are passionate about the game, and it's you know have guys now who just play for money, and it's like, oh, why? What I always want not know. What I always want to <laughs> say is like, dude, you're at work right now, right? What are you doing? Are you here for the money? Mm-hmm. Would you do this for free?
0: Mm-hmm. No. So shut the f*** up. plus a lot uh, ooh, and not to mention a lot of co- collegiate athletes are paid under the table. How right. else are they going to be lured to like um, to this big time school as opposed to their rival big time school. Right? <laughs> well, like, okay so
1: So there's two separate issues here. One is so like people people start with athletes make too much money, and then they just stop and that's their argument. There's two issues here. One mm-hmm. is how much should athletes be paid. The other issue is Americans value entertainment way too much. Right. Mm-hmm. So like that great Key and Peel sketch where the te- this bizarro world where teachers are celebrity are celebrities and they get paid millions. Oh, that was amazing. And- the kid who came from the hum- the teacher who came from the humble beginnings, and their dad was a football player making minimum wage.
0: Wow! Uh, <laughs> but the the oh the car commercial too that teacher with the car. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I freaking Chip
1: Hill is so good. That was
0: amazing, man. Uh, Those two guys in general are amazing. Yeah, man. they're so talented. Yeah, man.
1: Anyway, uh, the whole point of that is. Our culture has like ass backwards logic, right? Like that we we value entertainment beyond literally everything else, and it's not even close. But that, to me, is a separate issue for how much for from how much athletes get paid. Because
0: mm-hmm.
1: what you need to be looking at is the NFL is going to generate X amount of revenue this year, and if your argument is athletes make too much but you're not also arguing that the NFL generates too much money, then what you're arguing, what you're literally saying is, I want the rich assholes who run the NFL and literally do no work to get more of that money. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, the, that the, pisses the, me the off. The
0: millions that you're saying these players are making, that's still just a fraction of what the, what you the think, big league is getting. <laughs> if you think Le'Veon Bell should shut up and play for
1: less money... Who pockets that extra however many million dollars? Like, the Rooney family does. It's not even people who are doing the work. I don't know. Maybe I'm outing myself as, like, a Marxist here or something. But, like, my God, dude. And I think if you presented most people with that sort of logic, would you rather you know, your favorite athlete get more money, or would you rather the rich asshole get more money? I think most people would opt for, well, I don't know. Some fans really seem to love the owners for some random reason. Patriots fans love Bob Kraft, and I don't understand it. I really don't.
0: He does have a good smile, though?
1: <laughs> I don't know. He's. A ri- they're all rich assholes, who are whiskey drunk by halftime
0: like, I just, I just love how like Curtis I saw like the football life of Curtis Martin how he he said that uh, uh, uh Robert Kraft taught him like you know the uh, you know the business side of things I guess the cruel like I guess the cruelness or like the harsh reality of the um, of, of the business and then that's you know when he went went to the highest bidder of like the Jets yep yeah so so he and he was like a guy who didn't sound bitter Towards him or anything, he was, he was more like a hey, thank you. It's like yeah, you treat me like a son and stuff, but you also like show me these lessons here, so that I learned and took, you know, moving forward. Yep. So Curtis Martin's just a class act, man. I gotta say, man, I he saw that. It, he's amazing. Um, Should have been a patriot his whole career. Oh, I know, man. but uh, so did so did um, uh, Robert Edwards. But that stupid like Honolulu incident, with the flag football, but. Yeah, I digress. Anyway, you got you, um extension to like the heat list. You put a little something. Now I I fell asleep to the game, so I ain't watch it. <laughs> I just saw the score. I was like, okay, they lost. So hey, <laughs> so tell um, me, what what does this team here? <laughs> no, this will be very quick because we didn't we
1: didn't die. We didn't really. Again, so much news cycles through, and I think we were very NBA focused when this news came out, but. What the hell are the... I mean, I know the Raiders are crazy and Mark Davis is just, like, certifiably insane, but, like... A hundred million for John Gruden? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah! That could have paid Khalil back! Oh! <laughs> so... Oh.
1: <laughs> like... Head coaches are somewhat important in the NFL, but they're not Nick Saban to Alabama. It was because he
0: was on TV. That's why, right? He had exposure, and man.
1: John Gruden really is a truly American success story because he really wasn't that good at his job. He was he was cutting edge, and it's funny that he he became the head coach and he said he wanted to take the NFL back to 1998. <laughs> Which is a real hallmark of someone who you know is going to be up with the times and current on what's actually winning football games. But anyway, <laughs> he was cutting edge in, like, 1998, and it was stupid that he got fired because of the the Tuck Rule game, because that really wasn't his fault.
0: Oh, he uh, got fired because of that?
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then he won a Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team. Uh, <laughs> but, like, literally... The dude's entire reputation is entirely based on that, basically, because those Tampa Bay teams after that were not very good. They had Brad Johnson as their quarterback. They had Brad Johnson. <laughs> they had that. They had that one year where Chris Sims was their quarterback. Um,
0: oh, before he had like that lacerate spleen, was actually okay. Julius Peppers gave him that wood though, and he, he lacerated his spleen. And that I think that caused him to retire. Man. Yep. But yeah, now he's doing that, like that. Now he's doing like the um, uh, sports show now um, on uh, Bleacher Report. So, oh nice, nice. yeah. Um, so he's fine. But
1: anyway, point being, he, he had this weird thing where he was constantly collecting quarterbacks. But he like he had worn out his welcome there, and he was very much a tired act by the time that by the time they got rid of him. And it's amazing the like image rehab this guy underwent on TV, where he. Basically, with the help of ESPN's producers, just entirely fabricated a reputation as a quarterback guru out of, like, thin air. And it, I don't it's, get
0: it. What said quarterback guru, man?
1: You know, he would do those Gruden's quarterback camp segments where he would have, like, you know... Nick Foles or some pro- young yeah, person. I remember on. that, but, like, what's, and, stopping,
0: what's stopping our coaches from being able to do that? I mean, if you're a coach, don't you, shouldn't you, like, know that stuff anyway? Access to the ESPN platform yeah, is I'm really sure. what it is. <laughs> My point is is
1: that his reputation, I think, vastly outstrips both his career accomplishments and his actual abilities. It's
0: uh, it like he got one of those Major League Baseball contracts, like, paying him for what he, what he used to be. Yes. And also paying him for what he
1: never was.
0: Oh, so are you calling him a fraud?
1: Yes. As Ooh. a matter of fact, I am. Because Ooh. it's, you know, it's very much how, again, we just really can't stay away from politics on this sports <laughs> podcast. But it's very similar to how guys like Steve Bannon and other people that were like in Trump's orbit – who were just total hocksters and con men were able to use the media to legitimize themselves. Mm. And now like Steve Bannon is like somehow a like respected like, not respected, but he is like he is considered like a political genius, <laughs> even though like he was a guy who made like shitty Sarah Palin documentaries without her permission and oh, stuff like that. that's how we permission. actually got started point being is that, like, I, I in particular, have a real distaste for that sort of media-created celebrity who, you know, it's that thing where if you say something enough times, it becomes true. Spider 2. Gruden's a genius, Gruden's a genius, Gruden's a genius. If he just,
0: he just... Spider 2, Spider 2, Spider (laughs) 2. If he just whacks
1: Josh Rosen in the nuts enough times with a pool noodle, then, you know, people will think he's smart. You know, it's basically that. You know, and I just I don't like that, and Man. I don't know. I that's my take. I don't like that.
0: Plus, plus I like how some people have referenced uh, John Gruden as looking like Chucky. You know, like the the evil the evil like talking uh, talking doll. God, he kind of does. <laughs> but
1: so <laughs> Chucky got paid. <laughs> so here's John Gruden who's now coaching again after 10 years. Shoot, Green cost Khalil Mack his contract. And he's taking over a bad team, and he didn't like the most talented player on the team for some freaking reason. And... <laughs> he wanted to create his own stars and traded the guy away. Now, in fairness, they got two first-round picks for Khalil Mack, which is probably significantly more than what Khalil Mack's trade value actually is. So good on them. Fine. Um... But, I mean, I have no faith that he's going to be able to use those first-round picks well. But that's that's another story. If Khalil
0: Mack winds up in the Hall of Fame, though, and yeah, that could be problematic. But,
1: but so they go out, and they play this game, and it's his first game back and everything. And they actually had kind of a surprising showing early on, and it looked like it was going to be a real football game. Mm-hmm. And, and then... And, I, and I'll cop to this. I fell asleep at, like, halftime because it was late, and I just didn't care. I fell asleep, um, before,
0: like, I think, when, I think after kickoff.
1: But they got their asses kicked in the second half, and... <laughs> uh, Cooper didn't show up, I heard, too. Cooper Cup. No, man. Oh, Amari Cooper. Amari sorry. Cooper. Amari Cooper Cup. Oh my uh, gosh, wow. But, but, apparently, a big part of that was them not being able to generate a pass rush. <laughs> you know what Cleo Mack does for a living? He's a pass rusher. Mm. Uh, and they asked John Gruden about it after the game and he was like, Yeah, I don't know why we didn't have a pass rush tonight. I guess we'll have to look into that. Like you're a fucking dumbass. I just I I don't
0: <laughs> I don't see
1: oh, how he, he actually said that. Basically. Oh. That's basically what he oh, said.
0: My. Uh, oh my just... Dog, I just for don't great. see.
1: I don't see how this is anything other than a train wreck. Remember when the Raiders brought back Art Shell randomly for no reason for, like, one year? And it was just a complete disaster because, like, the guy hadn't coached in the NFL in, like, 15 years or whatever. And, you know, it's it's going to be like that. The players are not going to give a shit. I mean, I guess—I think the whole will he relate to the players thing is kind of an overrated concept. But they all know him— but think about it. All the kids that are that are on the team now know him from being on TV. They don't, you know. They the last time he was a head coach, they were, you know, not even in high school.
0: And and so he, and he'll always be forever known as the guy who uh, influenced the trade of Khalil Mack. So that's yeah. that's not a good starting point. And I imagine that's
1: not so popular <laughs> with, with his team. But I don't know. Maybe maybe all Khalil Mack's teammates hated him. I don't know.
0: No, I I, I heard the contrary to that man. Like they actually, you know. They, they were upset about that move. Yeah. Because, hey, he's your best player. And plus, he was actually a pretty good locker room presence, I thought, I heard. And also, the Raiders aren't – in addition to all of
1: this, whether John Gruden is a good coach or not, the Raiders are not a good team. They're not doing anything this year. I don't think
0: – yeah, I don't, even know, I don't even know if David Carr uh, – Derek Carr is going to uh, return to form. And I'm not even sure if Amari Cooper is going to return to form. And I think, honestly, with a guy like Derek Carr who basically
1: had one good season, I think it's fair to question what exactly is form. Because if a guy's played for however many years he's played, four years, and he's had three crappy years and one good year... You're Blake Bortles. What is the norm? Blake Bortles? You know what I mean? We always assume that the best a guy is capable of is the norm... Is the baseline, you know, but yeah. at a certain point you have to look at what the overall body of work is, and the overall body of work
0: suggests not that good. I'll give Blake Bortles like two years, like his his rookie year and then last year, just by virtue, just by default, because he got to the AOC Championship game. So in two two good seasons, hey, that that warrant that ex- the, uh, that extension. Oh, my God. <laughs> you forgot about that, didn't you? I did. Blake <laughs> Bortles got extended. was enough to get it.
1: They are tied to that dude forever.
0: Oh. That defense, that defense
1: is going to hate him eventually. Because they're going to lose so many games because he throws an interception at the last
0: minute. I'm hoping that's the case in week two. Because my he also has, like Patriots got him. He also has, like, no receivers to throw to. Yeah, because Alan Hearns with uh, like, wait, let me see. Hearns went to Dallas. Didn't Hearns he? went to Dallas. Robinson, Robinson went to Chicago. Went to Chicago. And that had, immediately helped the helped the Bears. And they had Marquise Lee, right? He's injured. He's
1: out. Yeah, and he got he got hurt for the season.
0: Yeah, he's out. So, so so paper cutouts. They are corded. Oh man! And then like Fournette, he he uh he hurt his hammy, but he said he's going to play Uh-oh. this week. So. So, he's hurt, too. So, really, pretty much anything resilient offense is, like, either hurt or missing. They're going to have to
1: call in his replacement, Leonard
0: Fivenet. Man. Or just have TJ Yeldon in there who's reached his ceiling.
1: You know, my favorite 90s band is Boys Three Men.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs)
1: 99 degrees.
0: Well, they were actually well, it was just one degree over the uh, actual band, 98. <laughs> <laughs> there actually was a group called Five. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
1: Wasn't was there an R&B singer named 112?
0: That was a group. Oh, a group. Okay. Yeah. That's R&B. shows I know 90s music. That's r and I know that, man. 113. 113. 702. That was a group called 702. 3LW.
1: <laughs> no, I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit you. Three doors
0: day. down. Is, uh, there any, is there any more number like four
1: doors down? <laughs> oh Eve seven.
0: Man, we're getting into
1: white guy music now. Blink one eighty three.
0: The P fifty three. Oh man, <laughs> this is such a stupid. Wait, wait, wait. Year. Tupac, three pots. <laughs> Three Fox Shakers. <laughs> That's an inside joke, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but, like, the close of the NFL. Um, Dallas is still, like... Is, Bad. Dallas is a mess. Uh, the Patriots are still good, but we don't really have any receivers. Hopefully, Corey Coleman works out. I don't know. This, May- this is going to be the same thing where, like... Like, the 0-6? Patriots New England? We kind of know that the Patriots
1: are probably not up to the standards of past years, but they're still going to win thirteen games. <laughs> because Belichick is the coach and Brady's the quarterback.
0: Also Jeremy Hill toys ACO. Damn, that sucks. Keanu Neal, who's like for Atlanta, isn't he like a safety? Keanu Neal? I think so. He's in the secondary. He toys ACL. Damn. When when he kinda cut or landed weird and he started grabbing his leg, I was like, ACL, I knew it. Damn. I knew that it. That sucks. Hey. I'm glad Aaron Rodgers didn't tears ACL
1: though, because he might, you imagine?
0: Tor- you might have tore something, man. You can't you can't like be carded off and not have something wrong.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping it's just a bad spray and he'll be able to play the whole because like yeah. dude, I I can't do like a whole year of like
0: Without Rogers again.
1: Half the like half uh-huh. the good players being gone. That was horrible last year. uh
0: uh-huh. Um No doubt. So D. Oh boy, I, I thought I was waiting for this one. So I know you're not a
1: huge baseball fan, but you're you're a fan of uh, of Atlanta Braves baseball, right?
0: Yeah, but I've I have been, I I will tell the truth, I haven't really been tracking them that much. Well, <laughs> you should start, and here's why. Oh
1: boy. Fangraph's playoff odds. Uh, I lost my mouse. Alright, Red Sox clinched playoff spot yesterday. Good. All right. What does that say,
0: Jake? What the heck? So that is why urinating tree uh, put a gif of a train like just like running and then the the bridge falling out. And he was saying like a reference to the Phillies. Yep, they fell off a cliff. Yeah, eighty two wins. So ninety. It went up to ninety five percent point eight percent chance of winning the division. So they're not just gonna get into the like the wild card play-in game. They're actually are gonna be hosting a playoff series. Yes. Woo! Yo, it's gonna it's gonna be like all those years of Bobby Cox, man. We're gonna be winning the division titles. I'm telling <laughs> it's like you, like man. fourteen straight. Yes. Got kind of like, like Patriot stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, dude, we're going to have to hang out and we're going to have to watch some Braves playoff baseball. How does it feel, buddy?
0: Man, Atlanta Braves baseball is back. I just wish they brought it back on TBS. That's the only yeah. thing. But Atlanta Braves baseball, man. like Y'all are. Oh my gosh. Oh. Actually, all the other divisions are really
1: close. Oh, the, oh, the, ooh, the, the cool. Central is very close. The Dang! Even the cars are still close. Dang. Dodgers and Rockies are within like a game of each other. What the Rockies? Yeah. Oh my gosh! The di- oh the
0: inconsistency
1: of the Diamondbacks finally caught up to them. Yep. Ugh. But anyways, that's not why uh, we're doing this segment. I thought to celebrate the the uh, the play the the very likely playoff triumph of the Baby Braves.
0: Oh my gosh! Uh, we bad. would we would play a little game here. Oh my gosh. Um, My, uh, my lack of, like, following the Braves this year is probably going to be ugly head, but I'll try. (laughs) So, okay, so,
1: the, uh, we used to play this, uh, game, the Ken Griffey Baseball on the SNES, and (laughs) it was a game that was made without the authorization of the MLBPA, uh, so there was not, it didn't use real names of major league players other than, uh, Other than Ken Griffey Jr., obviously, because he gave his permission. So every team is basically staffed with a roster full of made-up names.
0: Paul Um, Revere. And the Boston (laughs) one
1: is hilarious because all of the Boston players are named after, like, Boston (laughs) historical (laughs) figures. So the, like, third baseman or whatever is P. Revere. And uh, I think... there's a player on the team B. Franklin yeah there's B. Franklin there's a player on the team just named G. Monster (laughs) which is not a historical figure and
0: as I forget like uh, uh, R&B singer C. Brown yes (laughs) Yes. and randomly Chris Brown
1: Uh, so anyway we're gonna play we're gonna play a game Uh, does this game have a title? It does not. It's, uh, it's a guessing game. So I'm well, going yeah, to... the title.
0: have one title. on spot.
1: This game is going to be called Baby Brave or Ignorant Knave. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew you can do it. <laughs> um, so the purpose of this game is I'm going to read a name, a made-up name, or a, I'm going to read a name randomly selected from either the... Fake, made-up name uh, Braves roster from that SNES game, or from the real Braves active roster.
0: Um, Ooh, okay. <laughs> and Dee has
1: to tell me which it is. Oh, So my. I'll read you a name, and then you say, that's a real Braves player, or that is a made-up SNES character. All right. Uh, so... The other thing is, in that game, players only had a first initial and then a last name, so this is kind of going to be harder than normal. But I think uh, I think this will be fun. So just for just for fun, just to give you a bit of a head start, name I don't know, name as many players on the Braves active roster as you can.
0: Well, um, I can I can only think of two, like Freddie Freeman, and then uh, uh, Ronald Acuna. Can you can you name the other rookie phenom on the Braves? I should know it, but like I I can't remember his name. No, I can't.
1: Okay, so we'll we'll get back there.
0: All right. So
1: <laughs> so I've got these two
0: lists. I'm just gonna
1: randomly a handful of times switch back and forth between them. Oh boy! Um, but we're gonna
0: start. We're gonna start here. Am, uh, am I gonna have like a ding or an eh, every time I make? <laughs>
1: maybe I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, I'll overdub this. Um, Okay, all right, ready.
0: Lay it on me. All right. I'm gonna fail uh, this. <laughs> I'm gonna fail this so hard. All right, I'm a bad Brady fan. I'm sorry, Brady. <laughs> um, C. Edwards. Hmm. I want to say that's on the like the actual roster. Eh. Oh man. <laughs> For, I, I thought I had heard of an Edward somewhere. For bonus points, that is the anal-
1: That apparently is that game's analog for Tom Glavin. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> that don't make any sense. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Uh, okay. Kay Gossman. Oh, uh, I think I remember hearing that that name. That's that's definitely gotta be real.
1: That yeah, is the roster. real name.
0: I, I do remember hearing Gossman. Gossman.
1: Ding, ding, ding. Oh, right. Um, all right. All uh, right. Actually, this is a gimme. Uh, Jay Teheran. <laughs> that's the only other one I
0: can use? That's a real roster. Apparently, they didn't get rid of him. Uh, is he, like, over the hill? Because he's been in the league for, like, a long time, man. I don't actually know how he's done this year. <laughs> um, all right. K Hook. Oh, gosh. That's definitely, like, King Griffey Jr., Yep, because it's like Captain Hook. I'm like, come on. <laughs> so Captain Hook in 1994 was playing for the Braves. Who knew, man? <laughs> was that before or after the like the actual, like, uh, Hook movie with, like, Robin Williams? I think it was after it, because that movie
1: was, like, 91 or something.
0: Man. <laughs>
1: um, you kept getting work?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, S. Newcomb. Uh... Uh, real roster.
1: Yes, the Sean Newcomb. That's, a uh, I mm-hmm. uh, I think their best, one of their best pitchers.
0: Um, yeah, I think I remember hearing that name, too, yeah. Alright, uh, M. Fultonavich. Hmm. That sounds too sophisticated for the 94 game, so I'm gonna go with real roster. Ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing actually pretty well on I mean. <laughs> I mean that, that sounds too sophisticated, too specific to be on a video game with like generic names.
1: <laughs> Alright, uh D. Swanson.
0: Uh real. Yep. Yeah, I've, I've heard of Swanson, yeah. Uh A Sasha. Um uh, the 94. Yes. <laughs> it's John Smoltz. What? <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> Couldn't they have just did smold or something? Like that, that, that at least make it resemble like the previous names or something? I don't yeah.
1: know. <laughs> R. Rivera.
0: Um, real. Yes. Hmm. Uh K-Wright. Oh. Okay, cause that could go either
1: way. Uh I'm trying to make these a little harder.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm probably gonna be wrong, but I'm gonna go with the ninety-four, uh, Griffey. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Take a stab at it. Uh
1: alright. Other good ones here. There's a few other good ones. Um S. Freeman.
0: S. Freeman? Oh. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with the Griffey. And oh man, there's that's a player on the roster named Sam Freeman. Wait, that's another Freeman? Yep. Oh wow. Apparently. That's two Freemans. How about that? <laughs> Sam Freeman. Okay.
1: Uh This one should be easy. Oh Albies.
0: Oh, that's that's the other phenom you was talking about, the real. Real team.
1: Yeah. Real so team. It's, it's messed up. Ozzy Albies was born. Jan-
0: Albies, yeah, that's the other one you was telling me about earlier, yeah. like, uh, like like a couple months ago, dude. Before Acuna came out, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, dude. Ozzy Albies was born January seventh, nineteen ninety seven. Man, <laughs> it's messed up, man. Uh, anyway, uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, Jay Robert. Uh, Griffey. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> No, you actually did very, very well on these. I thought these were going to be actually pretty confusing.
0: Some of them up. I had actually, like, seen or heard their names. And like, and then some of them I had to use, like, a little bit of context clues. Yeah. About, like, a, whether the name sounded fake or not.
1: <laughs> the rest of these, I'm just going to read some of the ridiculous names from this game. Oh,
0: my. Because I, uh, I don't think I really... I think I played with the Braves, like, one time when I played with you. So I don't know all these, like... Far fetched name, so lay them on me. Alright, so D crime. Can't do D crime, can't
1: do D time. That apparent that's the analogue for Fred McGriff. What? Um <laughs> Fred McGriff, wow. D-crime. That's a name. Um Departing. D you say departing? Parting.
0: Departing, really? Oh wow! <laughs> departing <laughs> What the hell? This sounds like like these sound like pun names for like a segment that would like, involve me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes! Nice, we have a segment called Departing now. Uh, and in the previous one, what was that one? The previous one before Departing? Oh. What was the previous one? What was it,
1: Current Brave
0: or Ignorant Knave? No, no, the. the
1: before Departing, what was the previous one that you oh, said? Oh, D Crime. D Crime? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> if you can't do D Crime, you have to do D Time. Wow. Which is not even how the saying goes, but. <laughs> Close uh, anyway, oh, M wow. Pickring. What? M pickring Wow.
0: J Digweed. That's uh Like <laughs> uh, I was gonna say R A Dickey. There's a C Brown on this team, dude. Is it like just like a multitude of C Browns? I guess so. That's Terry Pendleton. Um. Wait, actually, C Brown was was that when we played against each other in that. Was the C Brown actually for the Braves or is it for the uh, uh, for Boston? I can't remember. Now. I think I think that's actually the, I C. Think Brown. That was the that's C Brown. That's the C Brown. Cause, All right, because Braves versus uh, yeah. Sox. Yeah. Okay, guess
1: who this player is? D Neon.
0: Kevin Millwood? <laughs> it's Dion Sanders. What? Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. He used to play baseball, didn't he? Yep. Dude, pride time, man. V. Stott. What? Uh, J. Beltram. <laughs> C. <C-Saber>. Saber. Saber. <laughs> is that is that like a member from the American Gladiators? I guess it so. That actually was a, a guy named Saber, I think.
1: <laughs> you know, a great name would be, if you had two first initials, D.S. May.
0: So it would be like Dismay. Man. Oh, speaking of Saber, though, like, there's a wrestler, right? That I actually, like, I got to see him, like, uh, he was competing in his Cruiserweight tournament at one point. Um, you know, he's, like, uh, in the Indies and stuff. But get this name Zach Saber Jr. Oh, I like it. That, that's a great name, Zach Saber Jr.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see. It looks like the players had their, like, real-life stats, and that's how people were able to match them up to their, like, real-life counterpart. Ah, uh-huh,
0: that makes sense.
1: Interesting. How
0: did they just, like, not get the rights to their names?
1: They didn't negotiate with the MLBPA, dude. Wow. I mean, it so th- they does cost money to license, like, you know, intellectual property and so, stuff, though. So. so, they
0: pretty much, so, everybody, except for and Jr. got Belichick.
1: You yeah, basically because
0: yeah. this day Belichick would not yes. release says like this. Coach, coach, any e. coach, coach
1: New England coach,
0: like any e. coach, get it, any e. coach. Oh god! <laughs> oh god! <I'm laughs> That's how dumb I am. Though, yeah. <laughs> That's crap. okay. My brain is scrambled in that way to like get stuff like that. Are you sitting on the remote? I think I am. Oh yeah, it's under.
1: It was like directly under your ass.
0: Oh, how about anyway. that? I mean, I was looking at this remote here. Which was on the floor. Uh,
1: anyways, uh, so that's that segment. That was uh, kind of silly. I really like. Joe, that was fun. This I- has been current, brave or ignorant knave.
0: <laughs> do, 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 do. We
1: are all about <laughs> having these like dorky radio segments now. Suddenly,
0: like, fourteen episodes. <laughs> uh, hey, man, we've hit the milestone of, of ten, and in, like our year in our a year milestone. So hey, why not? Just like my life. Uh, I think this
1: podcast has reached peak Don't fucking give a fuck <laughs>
0: Hey, I'm just trying stuff, see if it sticks to the wall If not, then hey, you just keep going Until something works Don't give a shit Hi mom We don't normally dive into like serious stuff. Like I know normally we put in like you know you know the motivational thing or or whatnot. You know like like a little motivational monologue or whatever. But this one's like a little bit different. This is like we 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 live in the Carolinas and uh, we have uh, unfortunately a uh, a gift an unfortunate gift coming our way. Um, Hurricane Florence. Supposed to yes. be coming in uh, uh, what? Thursday, going into like uh, Thursday, midnight, going to Friday. That's Something when like it's supposed to be starting. That's,
1: that's the current estimate. Yeah, but I mean, who the hell knows? But like,
0: it's supposed to be like, uh, the, the pathway is taken. It's going to be like hitting like those beach places, like the outer banks and stuff. Like we actually took a trip to that, like what last year and Almost stuff. Almost exactly so, a year ago. So it's, it's interesting. It's just crazy to see like, see those places like on TV. Just, like the calm before the storm. Like it looks fine now, but in a couple of days, man, those places are going to be hit. Like, people having to evacuate um uh, my girlfriend her family you know has uh has evacuated from their from their city and um and it is it's a it's a serious thing they're calling for this to be bad yep. um it's uh hurricanes are just like i'm i'm not a hurricane expert and I'm not going to pretend to, like my girlfriend's more interested in like the, you know, weather stuff, weather disaster stuff than I, I, ever will be. But I'm just saying that, you know, the people in the Carolinas right now in advance, like, you know, just I know you're probably already preparing your stuff, but just, you know, keeping your faith, keeping your hope and just find ways just to be safe and not take any chances. Um, the people here us out there, like, uh, who, uh, We'll, we'll, uh, hopefully make it out of this, uh, it's not going to hit us real, like, hopefully not, we're not going to get the worst of it, but shh, you never know. So, but hopefully, you know, uh, God wills and stuff. We will be bringing you like an update as in, Hey, as in a new episode, like us talking about the aftermath and hopefully it's, you know, an af- a type of aftermath we can live, you know, to tell about. And, uh, also if you're a, if you're yeah. a concerned party, I'll, I'll
1: fire off a tweet at some point when the mm. lion's share of the storm is past, just letting, mm. letting whoever is concerned that we are safe.
0: Yeah. Um, and my, big, whatever that's worth. and my biggest thing is like the, and the people that have no choice, but to go in and like risk their lives, like to help us civilians and stuff. Like I give y'all all the glory and I give y'all all the props and, and all the, the mad respect because, um, <clears throat> my girlfriend's brother he, he's a first uh, first responder and yeah. he's going to be in that so he really doesn't really have a choice to to run for the hills like all of us do so the people who's working in the hospitals the first responders uh, police those people who are protecting and whose job it is to protect and serve I really give y'all like, the biggest respect y'all have like my utmost gratitude and I wish y'all all the best and safety so that way you uh, you guys all can make it home too and we can like hug y'all and just tell tell you all that we love you. Uh, I I will say like I'm not sure of what's going to happen. I will openly admit I am I'm I'm, I'm I'm a little scared. I am. Me too. Um but all I, as my mother told me, the only thing we can do is just just try to weather the storm. Yep. Uh, let let it uh, have it uh, get through it when it comes, and then um, go on after like after it after it's done. So that that's my tidbit. So uh, do you have anything to add? It's
1: I've been through a few of these in in my life, but it's it's not often that this part of the country gets gets a direct hit like this. So, uh, it's, it's been very unnerving to watch the news and see all of these, like, apocalyptic headlines about, you know, even, it's a catastrophic level hurricane or even, whatever. Even but,
0: News 2 didn't sound that most optimistic either. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, we just have to maintain faith that things are going to be okay. And it's, it's very unnerving when you're, like, waiting and waiting and waiting for something to happen. It was, like, bright and sunny out today. But like, I came home and I was like, yeah, I gotta like pack an emergency bag in case I need to leave in a hurry and, uh, which I didn't finish doing, but whatever, I'll do that. Is after. that
0: why you got that corn over there?
1: Yeah. Just, man, man! behold, corn. <laughs> and also, I would say it is important and hence why we're taking the time to do a podcast in the middle of all of this, that it's yeah. important to keep your sense of humor and your sense of, uh, your sense of joy in difficult times as difficult as that may be because that is uh, what motivates you to keep going and to get out of bed in the morning um as always you were you were very good at speaking from the heart um, i just say what comes to mind i i i'm okay <laughs> but anyways uh it's been uh it's been a blast to spend uh A little time with all of you this evening. I hope maybe, I don't know when this is going to be posted, but hopefully this will maybe help you to take your minds off things. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Take your mind off of, like, not just the hurricane, but the hurricane known as Nathan Peterman. Uh! (laughs) Just
1: the just awful, awful, awful performance of some of the NFL's quarterbacks.
0: It's it's still Uh, still on Buffalo, though. (laughs) (laughs) Buffalo's on the clock, man. They've been on the clock for like five years. (laughs) Anyway.
1: uh, It's been rad. I've been been Dan with an A-N. And you've been?
0: D with two E's. And it's been dope. It has been. Uh, That's also one of my favorite movies. Check that out sometime.
1: Yeah, I I never got to see it. Uh, (laughs) To all of you out there, Path of the Storm, or not Path of the Storm, uh, I wish I could just hug all of you. But I'm
0: not going to Hey you remembered Awesome <laughs> That's like my favorite part I always wait for that oh, But anyways uh, you know, Pray for our safety And then we'll Hopefully come back Stronger Better than ever And uh, uh, Tell you the tale And then Keep the laughs And uh, And, and what, Information stuff Going So Yeah So It's been uh, uh, Dan And uh, Dee uh follow us also you know like you know we have a twitter but uh uh dan uh, was it dan versus uh like dvd sports with two s's dvd sports show with sports two, show s's. Has two s's there we go uh,
1: which that's a terrible twitter handle we really need to change it <laughs> i'm
0: lazy dvd sports show with yes. two s's we have
1: eight twitter followers so i don't think that really matters a whole hell of a lot that's
0: Ben zero
1: uh but <laughs> yes um
0: There was something else
1: I wanted to say before we signed off, and I've forgotten what it is now.
0: DVDcastpod at gmail.com. That's our email.
1: Yes, (laughs) Uh, Oh, what I was going to say is the next episode is episode 15. will be episode 15, which is halfway to another round number. So, we're making progress. Progress.
0: Uh, Wait. Oh, you didn't say You you said progress, but I'm just going to throw it in here. It's we're a making- progress. Do we need to trust the process, what? though? Dude, we're making process. <laughs> trust the progress. <laughs> trust the progress. Oh, no. <laughs> Sam Hinky, we trust, love you. Trust Sam Hinky. <laughs> we, we didn't name drop you the last couple episodes, so I'm just going to say, hey, love you, Sam Hinky. Keep doing your thing, man. All right. Let's sign off for tonight. Thanks, guys. Peace, love, and happiness. Yeah. Tell me about it. Anyways. (laughs) Cut. (laughs) That's getting getting cut. Yeah.